This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to the Soulfully Casual Podcast uh, brought to you by Matty Ice Media. I'm your host, Matty Ice, and uh, it's kind of icy outside, so I think that's perfect given my nickname. A couple weeks ago, a little right before the Super Bowl, I did an episode regarding accountability as it relates to the NFL. Uh, I talked about the Chad Wheeler story, a backup lineman for the Seattle Seahawks who grossly uh, beat and basically a- attempted to murder his his girlfriend. Uh, the pictures were horrific. Uh, all the details of the story were horrific, down to how he was basically eating a bowl of cereal. And as she came out, he said, "I'm surprised that you are alive." Um, you know, we, we hear a lot of these stories a lot in the NFL and this particular story kind of got swept under the rug because like I alluded to being a backup lineman in the NFL doesn't offer a lot of clout. There's not a lot that you can do in terms of leverage to keep yourself employed when a story like that happens. And I, I called for accountability. I called for there to be some semblance of, uh, you know, repercussions as it relates to the employment of these people, because I think that people do deserve a second chance. But I also believe that, you know, we are, we are putting these people at the highest level of exposure, uh, you know, celebrity, and they're getting paid a lot of money to do this job, albeit a dangerous job. And I just want there to be some sort of consistency as it relates to which players are disciplined, and, you know, not employed as they are for the ones that are that are good and unwinning teams. And it's funny because in the last couple of weeks, I've, you know, kind of struggled with some things to talk about, but it dawned on me the other day that the situation with the Jacksonville Jaguars is is in line with what I had talked about uh, related to this story. For those of you who are not familiar, the Jacksonville Jaguars hired Urban Meyer as their head coach. If you follow college football in any way, you know who Urban Meyer is. And you know of his successes. You know that he is one of the most successful college coaches of this generation. Some would say he's one of the best college coaches of all time. Uh, I disagree with that from a football perspective, but that's not really why I'm talking about him. And I kind of want to say out front that I have biases against Urban Meyer based off of what I know has happened in his coaching career as it relates to the players that he has, the people that he's employed. And I want to highlight that before I get to the situation with the Jaguars. Um, you know, Urban Meyer started his coaching career before I was really into football, but he started at Bowling Green, uh, was at Utah, and then notably made a huge jump to the University of Florida. He was very successful there. Turned the program around. Uh, it had been in a rut after Steve Spurrier left with that long period of success to the point that the Florida Gators, in terms of football, were a national powerhouse perennially. And Urban Meyer won a national title there. But there was also a lot of extracurricular activities that took place there as well. Lots of players that he recruited uh, were arrested. And they weren't just arrested for being dumb kids. They were arrested for violence, you know, guns, drugs, things like this. I think the most notable player that he had on his roster during his time there is Aaron Hernandez. As a Patriots fan, I'm very intimate with the story of Aaron Hernandez and especially the story of his downfall. Um, a slight education on that, you know, Aaron Hernandez was drafted by the New England Patriots in 2010, same year that uh, Rob Gronkowski was drafted. During his tenure there, 
uh, he became, uh, you know, he was accused of, of murder. And it was just seemed like the most crazy thing. As the story unfolded and as time started to unfold, we started to learn that he had a, basically a second life. Um, he was, you know, basically um, a member of a gang, so to speak. And he at least palled around with, with people like that and had been most likely involved with a lot more crim you know, criminal activity. And I believe at, at some point they had tried to tie him to more than just the one murder. I think it was multiple at that point. And I think the conversation shifted to what did the New England Patriots know? And when it started with what did the Patriots know, it then went to, well, what did the University of Florida know? And that's the uncomfortable part is we're not really sure what they knew. But then there's also a part of you that's logical that thinks they had to know something. There's no way that they were completely in the dark about that. So Urban Meyer left the University of Florida. This was obviously before, um, you know, the Aaron Hernandez story broke when he was in the when he was in the pros. Uh, but he left because he cited his health. He needed to spend some time with his family. And at the time, I remember thinking, okay, I can kind of buy that. Uh, and then magically, when a better job comes around that pays more money, basically Ohio State, there is Urban Meyer taking the job, feeling like he'd spent enough time with his family and gotten enough rest. And hey, guess what? I'm ready to coach again. And at the at, at Ohio State, uh, again, very successful. I don't think there's anybody who's going to debate that he is a an excellent college football coach, an excellent recruiter, and is able to get the best out of the players that he has uh, recruited. I don't think there's any any really statement of you know dishonesty there. But there was an incident with one of his, I think it was a strength and conditioning coach. And this is, again, these are allegations, but when you hear the details of this, it just isn't something that can sit well with anybody. Apparently, one of his assistant coaches, um, you know, had, had a real problem, had a drinking problem and an infidelity problem. And this infidelity problem lent itself to him going out with, I think, like Urban Meyer's secretary on the anniversary of he and his wife's uh, wedding. And on that day, he came home drunkenly to his house with this woman uh, and ended up beating his pregnant wife, not only on their anniversary, but uh, they're awaiting a child. You know, his wife is, is carrying their child that they created together. And this person was allowed to continue to work after this incident. Uh, you know, the, the allegations were swept under the rug. I don't remember exactly what happened in terms of the, the, the law part portion of it. But I can just tell you from personal experience that if there was somebody in my life that committed a crime of this nature, whether they got off on some technicality or not, uh, I, I could not look them in the face. And the fact that this person was employed really doesn't sit well with me. And I don't really think it should sit well with you either. I, on this show, I'm not necessarily willing to tell you how to feel or what to feel, but just looking at it from a morality standpoint, and when I look at my wife and my child, I could not imagine doing something like that to them, nor could I imagine uh, having somebody in my life that is capable of doing that and is, you know, basically remorseless. And when you think about continuing to employ somebody after a stint like this, uh, what does it tell you? What's the message that you're hearing from them? The message that you're hearing is that the winning is more important than the domestic abuse, than the issues that these people have in their personal life. And that's not the message that we should be sending. I mean, first of all, the idea of college athletics at the highest, you know, highest order is people who are getting paid to go out there and make money for the university. 
um, in, un, excuse me, the people who are not getting paid to do that. That has never sat well with me. Over the years, I have really changed my tune on that. And I personally feel that there needs to be better compensation for these athletes. I know that many of you are going to say, yeah, but they get, you know, all the finest. Uh, they don't have to go to class. They get all the finest resources and, you know, they're they're set up to go to the pros and they get a they get a scholarship. Let me tell you, if you actually sit there and think that these kids, these athletes, especially the ones that are going to go pro, they're there to go pro. If you think that they actually go to class, there's a lot of loopholes in that that you don't realize. So especially in the one and done era in college basketball, a lot of those kids like Zion, based off of the NCAA rules and regulations, because of how they need to enroll and little loopholes in that, he actually didn't have to be in class until the spring semester. And at that point, he's already almost gone. So this idea that a scholarship is worthy compensation given all of the money that these athletes bring into the school, uh, it's, it's a farce in my opinion. So all of that taken into account, Urban Meyer chose to you know, kind of let this person stay on his staff because his skills as a as a coach to that led to the winning of the program, which led to Urban Meyer's pocket being lined and the and the Ohio State University's pockets being lined, was more important than the care and the safety of a pregnant woman. And that that's what it says to me. If you disagree with that, that's okay. You're allowed to disagree with that. I'm not going to tell you how to feel, like I said. That's just how I see it. So I have a difficult time looking at Urban Meyer as a genuine person. And then when you add on to the fact that when it came time to make a statement, to be accountable, there's that word again, accountability. I asked for that by the NFL. So I'm going to ask for that from Urban Meyer as well. And when it came time to be accountable in his statement, he apologized to everybody, including the fans of Ohio State, never once apologized to the victim, never once apologized to that woman for looking the other way because her husband's skills as a coach were more important than her safety, her health, her life. And that just turned me off to him completely. Like I can't look at another human being who is so unable to see what is truly important and acknowledge it. And it's one thing, people make mistakes. Come out and acknowledge those mistakes. Say you're sorry and say you're sorry for the right reasons. Don't say you're sorry because you got caught. Truly repent understand how you messed up and, and move forward. But now we fast forward to today and Urban Meyer is the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And as part of being a head coach in the NFL, most of the time, especially when it's a complete turnover, you get to pick your own staff. So Urban Meyer, like most people would do, goes to, this is a dated reference, but his Rolodex of people he's coached with, other coaches. And then you look at the landscape of who's available other coaches that are out there in various college or NFL programs that you think would be an asset to your to your service. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't do that. That's what everybody would do. You'd want to put together the best staff possible. It's certainly what every president tries to do. So Urban Meyer decided that he was going to look at the former strength and conditioning coach at the University of Iowa. His name is Chris Doyle. And most of the time, the strength and conditioning coach that is hired is completely unnoteworthy. Uh, I, I don't even know who the strength and conditioning coach on the New England Patriots has been. I really don't know who it is at Virginia Tech. Those are the two football programs that I root for and am most familiar with, and I have no idea. So Urban Meyer has a strength and conditioning coach, and most of you might be thinking, well, well so what? What's, what's the big deal? Well, Chris Doyle was released from his job in early 2020 at the University of Iowa, 
because he had many allegations of abuse from the players in which he coached. And not just abuse in terms of you can't take a little bit of tough love. Uh, racial slurs, homophobic slurs, and other derogatory statements, comments, and actions that completely went under the rug for the betterment of the football team. But I will say this, I commend those players for coming out and saying something because at the end of the day, paid or unpaid, they're human beings. They deserve the same decency that the rest of us do. And no matter what your workplace is, whether it's in a college program, pro football, US government, McDonald's, everybody deserves that human decency. Nobody should have to hear racial slurs, homophobic slurs, anything that's derogatory toward either their race, religion, creed, what have you. Because at the end of the day, we all deserve that human decency. So Urban Meyer knows this. This is not uncommon knowledge, at least within football circles. He knows why this person has been released. But consistent with what he has done throughout his college coaching career, especially at the two top programs that he coached at, he decided that the strength and conditioning coaching and services of this man was more important than the other things that he had done as a human being. Now, I talked about legacy after the Super Bowl, actually, maybe on the day of the Super Bowl, but I talked about it recently. And I said that many times within the sports and celebrity realm, we are willing to disassociate the person's on field you know, success and relate that to how they are as a good person. And that there are limits to that for me personally. Now, I, I told you and I copped to the fact that I can't really look at Urban Meyer in the face knowing what he has willingly done in the past and willingly turned a, not even a blind eye. He knew what was going on. He just turned his back to it because it didn't better the football team. It didn't better the program. And ironically, he left Ohio State around this incident. And Ohio State had been trending a little downward. So, you know, the, the team isn't winning as consistently as they were. And it seems an all too perfect place for him to say, you know, I think I'm going to take a step back because I think it's better for the program to do that. Um, you're full of crap, Urban. So if you're listening to this, you don't care, but you're full of crap. So he hires this person. And immediately, it became a topic of conversation, and there was backlash to it. And you know what? I totally am all for this backlash. Generally speaking, I think we are too quick to cancel people and too quick to want people to be sort of run out of town when they make a mistake. And I understand that there are many mistakes that people make, especially when it comes to racial disparities and things like that. I mean, recently, the country singer Morgan Wallen was filmed saying some pretty nasty stuff as it related to, to, to race. And I've always maintained that when that happens, remember that this is not the first time it's happened, that those words that people use, the N-word and other derogatory words, like they're not just words you use for the first time and think, oh, that was the first time. You've had practice with them. You've said them many times before, and you need to re you need to realize what that means that it's not just you need to apologize for using it in the moment that you need to go back and understand why it is that you are using this word and not taking into consideration what that means for many many people around the world and in in the united states so chris doyle was trending because people wanted him to be canceled and you know what i'm not necessarily saying that chris doyle should be like killed for his actions but to be basically promoted 
like he was let go by a college university for this and now he's being elevated to the nfl in which he's most likely going to make more money get more notoriety and then that allows him to continue to go up in the ranks within the nfl coaching you know circles and should he i mean it it wasn't like as if this was 10 years ago this was very fresh less than a year ago like it's almost as if the resignation of him from you know that the release of him wasn't even almost fully dry on paper yet like they hadn't even gotten through all of that and here comes urban meyer saying this is important and it's funny because everybody wanted him to be fired everybody wanted him to be let go and so he takes what is looked at as the high road and resigns and i'm thinking no you don't actually get credit for resigning like because this the the story now is well he resigned and urban meyer and the jaguars you know accepted it because they knew that this was this was best for the team let me tell you something it was best for the optics of the jacksonville jaguars and i go back to that episode about the domestic violence and accountability the nfl and to by extension a lot of these sports leagues really want the optics to look good they're no they're not really in the business of caring about the actual situations. It's all about how the optics are. Because if they really cared about this stuff, a lot of these guys wouldn't continue to be employed. Greg Hardy wouldn't continue to be employed. And it's not a Cowboys issue that 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 they signed him. It's, again, a, a NFL-wide issue in which these people are allowed to do these acts outside of their job as a football player and continue to continue continue to be employed and get paid the millions of dollars that they do it's it just doesn't sit with well with me sometimes and i said that i love watching football and i love the sport of football but there are times when i watch the product and the product is the nfl and also the college game that i get uncomfortable when i look at some of these players that are out there and then when i also think about some of these coaches that are out there because Chris Doyle gets to call young black men racial disparaging words and get employed. But then when it comes to NFL head coaching hires, Eric Bieniemy, who now has been to two Super Bowls and won one, gets zero consideration when it comes to these jobs. And all of these white coaches get hired. And two of them sound like complete morons in their opening press conference. It doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. So Chris Doyle can resign. He can think that he's doing the right thing. But to be completely honest, it should have never been a topic of discussion in the first place. He should have never been hired and Urban Meyer should know better. And that's my issue is that if these individuals are going to continue to be rewarded for turning the other way, then I as a consumer need to continue to acknowledge it. And you should continue to acknowledge it too. Because if you if this wasn't if this wasn't tied to your football team or you know your favorite players or what have you, and it was your neighbor, and you knew that your neighbor was beating his wife, could you look at that man in the face? Right? If you saw it happen, would you say something? Of course you would, because you look at your neighbors, and even if you don't know them, you look at them from a human decency standpoint. And that's what we should be doing here. We should be making people accountable. Let the NFL know that this is not something that you'll stand for. And you know what? If that player gets let go because you know they they committed these crimes and it means your team stinks, you your you and your happiness should not be tied so highly to the fact that your team is winning or losing that 
those human decency standards fall by the wayside. And it's just not something that I'm going to abide by anymore. I'm going to call it the way that I see it. And what I see right now is that the Jacksonville Jaguars feel that getting their franchise back and making money by having Urban Meyer there and letting him hire people who come from questionable backgrounds without thinking about the decency part of it, um, that's total BS. And I won't stand for it. I will not be rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars this year as much as Trevor Lawrence seems like a nice dude. Um, have fun because that coach cares little about you and more about himself and how much winning he does so that he can be a rich man. Um, and that's sad because football is a great sport, even with all the violence. Um, and I still will watch it, but I'm going to acknowledge it along the way. So I hope you indulge me on that. Uh, I hope you've had a wonderful Friday and that you continue to have a wonderful Friday and wonderful weekend. Um, I know this was a little bit serious for Friday, but it is what it is. This is the world that we live in and I need to acknowledge it as, as we go through with it. Uh, before I let you go, I just want to remind you to connect uh, email soulfully.casual at gmail.com, Instagram soulfully casual podcast, and also our website www.maddieicemedia.com, where you can check out all the other menu items in terms of podcasts and YouTube channels for your viewing pleasure. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your day and your weekend, and I will catch you down the road. <laughs>